Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What's up, Survivor fans? The reward challenge is back. Wardog is barking orders, but he's not the boss of Cardigan Ron, who finds himself in a power position once again. Don't go anywhere because the Survivor After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Happy Survivor Wednesday to all of my tribe mates. I'm so excited to be back. Mike, you're are pumped. You? This is I awesome. I'm pumped. It's Survivor in, Wednesday. Woo, he's excited. Yeah. So excited. I'm Veronica Valencia, and joining me today, we have, he loves to argue with me every step of the way, Mike Thielen. Hey, what's up? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. You know, it's Wednesday, so I'm it's great. It's Wednesday, so it's I love it. I love automatically it. a good day, no matter how your day, if it was bad, if it was good, it just gets 10 when times better. 8 o'clock rolls around. It, yep, 8 o'clock, and Survivor is here. Coming up later in the show, we're going to be talking all about the return of the reward challenge, because we haven't seen those in a while. <laughs> Kelly's what break- are those? <laughs> what, what are those? <laughs> Kelly's breakdown on Edge of Extinction, the weird team-up between Lauren and Julie, and, oh gosh... Or there's a the rice, the rice debacle is back with Aurora and Ron, and we'll also be talking about who goes home tonight. But before we get into any of that, Mike, what do you think of tonight's episode? I thought it was fun. I enjoyed the fallout from last week's, you know, backstab, uh, blindside. I thought that, that was a lot of fun. Um, good challenges overall. I thought it was a pretty good episode. I have to agree. I think this episode was good. Uh, I think it was really interesting kind of seeing, as you're saying, had the fallout that happened and what would happen with Lauren because obviously Kelly was her closest ally. There are players that are starting to really emerge that I'm really liking. Like, I'm digging Aurora. See, I thought the exact same thing. For those who are familiar with what we do here on AfterBuzz, normally we all watch at the same time. Veronica and I have been watching separately, so we don't get the little discussions while the episode's going on. I thought the exact same thing I find myself really rooting for Devons. I Which like I Devins. did not in the beginning of the season. I didn't at all. And now I'm really rooting for him. Because I like the underdog thing. He's I nerd. still have my man David. But David's obviously on Edge of Extinction. And so to me, like, Rick is the next best thing. And he's keep going. Do you know who's got Devons in our fantasy? No, because Devons was... Where's voted- Tim? Well, no, no. <laughs> or better yet, ask the fans. Let us know who is... <laughs> On our fantasy draft, but I'm pretty sure no one has Devons because he was voted out before <gasps> we made our drafts. And I then, think I got him. Well, no, so here's because the I thing. was one down, wasn't I? Tim was one down, and so he oh. was like, "I'll just take whoever comes back from extinction." Tim is such a cheater. He knew the whole time. He, he oh, Devons him. is gonna win. Tim knew the whole time. That's why. No, I want to win. <laughs> I, I have a superior fantasy draft. I don't even know who's on my draft. Moving on. <laughs> um, so let's kind of dive right into the turnout that happened post-tribal. So obviously, Julie, again, in the outs. But she didn't blame Ron for voting against uh, Kelly. Right. Which I liked because, yes. you know, Julie has a ten- has had a tendency to get 
you know, very expressive when she's left out of votes. So I'm very happy that she, I think she's starting to come to terms with, like, it's a game. I understand. Or, yes, I would say the flip side or the other way of saying it is she's finally learning how to play Survivor. Don't pop off on people. Going along, going with the flow is the name of the game here, right? So I understand what you did. I'm not mad. Literally what she said, I'm not mad. I'm not, oh, yeah. Like, I'm with you 100%. Now, what she really does, you know, behind the scenes, that could be a different story. But to everybody's faces, that's the way you got to just go with the flow. Speaking of going with the flow, I was not a fan of War Dog going off on Gavin. <laughs> well, it's just because, like, War Dog is coming off of this high of, you know, having a successful blindside that he orchestrated, and he's basically going off on Gavin saying, like, oh, you know, you just, you're a follower. You go along with everybody. How could you say if you have the numbers, if I had the numbers, like, you would have come with us, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's a numbers game. That's yeah. kind of what you do. So he, I felt like he was just coming off very cocky because I, he did something good. You're exactly right. It, it's a dumb thing to say because, of course, everybody would go with whatever vote if they knew for sure they had the numbers. Gavin didn't think it was there, so he went with his gut. The same thing, by the way, that War Dog's been doing, that every survivor's been doing the entire time. It's just the way you play the game. And obviously, spoilers, we all know what happens if War Dog goes home today. So <laughs> obviously, he got his comeuppance, to use like your grandma's word, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, bad move. No, very dumb move. No need to call somebody out like that. No need. And no need to do it in front of someone who you end up trying to work with later in the episode, putting them in an awkward position. Jasmine Wright in the chat is exactly right. No pun intended. <laughs> War Dog is Philip 2.0. Chief Inspector, Secret Agent, Phil. <laughs> 2.0, oblivious to people's emotions. That's right. He's just, you know, trying to command everybody. And it's really hurt his game. See, I could argue that it could be either or. In a sense, him commanding people the past few episodes has been helpful. Granted, he's not necessarily commanding, but he's being very um, forward with having people like, look, you do this. Because this is how we're voting. He's not necessarily like going about and giving them an option. Right. So that has worked out in his favor because those people have gone his on his side of the vote. But at the same time, in this specific situation, having that kind of personality and like it's just it's ruining him. He just he wasn't reading the room, reading the island, whatever you want to call it. And this now was the time to probably tone that back. They mm-hmm. made a major coup last episode, right? He did a huge flip to vote out Kelly, who. He was, he was, you know, advertising. This was his main petition to everybody at Tribal Council that, hey, me, Kelly, Lauren, we've stuck together every single vote. And for them to him go back on that, that's a major, major move to come after Tribal and be aggressive after it, I think is the wrong look. And I think now was the time to tone it back. Definitely. It's the time to tone it back. It's the time to kind of talk to your allies. Again, damage control to people that you might have talked to that you weren't talking to. Get them in on it. You know, kind of what Ron... Ron did exactly what he was supposed to do. His main ally, he went and made sure that she was okay and she understand. And he doesn't have to worry, hopefully, about Julie anytime soon. So, good for him. Let's move on to the reward challenge. (laughs) Ha ha! That thing is back. Yeah. That thing we supposedly have this season. That's fun. It's fun. Because they (laughs) eat. They eat and they They get money. They eat and they get... I thought you said money. Money. 
muddy. They will get muddy. <laughs> they at will some get point, muddy towards yeah. the end, but muddy. So yeah, we see this challenge. They're split up into four groups. On the blue team, it's Lauren, Devin's War Dog, and Julie. On the yellow team, it's Gavin, Victoria, Ron, and Aurora. And I am convinced that everyone who goes on Survivor has to have like the prettiest dives. Like, do you really need to dive, or do you just do it because it's like, people are watching me, I need to dive Oh, pretty. yeah, you gotta dive. You gotta oh, dive, yeah. and have you a pretty have one. Oh, yeah. And not slip and fall. Like War Dog almost did. Yes. Right. He did a little stutter step there. Mm-hmm. And again, I know I had mentioned this a little earlier, of how I've become so impressed with Aurora. This is one of those reasons I became so impressed with her. My God. God, Beast she's mode. great yeah. at challenges. That was nuts. And she didn't even come up for air, right? She Mm-mm. just the entire way under yep. the little deck thing, and she was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Still lost, though. Still, <laughs> still lost. Can't make up for the rest of your tribe being terrible. I think she's just, she was so good in the challenge, and I have a soft spot for Challenge Beast because I'm just fascinated with how well they do at everything, how well they just work and Every, oh my gosh, I'm at a loss for words. I love Challenge Beast, guys, in case you didn't know. Um, but she emerged as a player that I kind of want to keep in this game for for a few reasons. For a few reasons. Okay. For one reason. She's on your fantasy team. She might be. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. I really don't know who's on my fantasy team. That's okay. I interrupted um, you. Go ahead. For one reason. Uh, well, for one reason, I think that it would be smart to keep her around because, as we're going to go into, people are saying, oh, I, I'm a threat, and if he, they're gone, then they're going to come at me kind of thing. Aurora's name has constantly been br- been brought up for, like, the past three or four episodes. So keeping her around, she's going to be a shield, and I just don't think people realize that yet, that, like, oh, I might be a threat, but people are always probably going to still want to get Aurora out before me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really smart. Also, I just really like watching her compete. Mm. Okay. My opinion of her changed after the Rice incident, which I know you're going to get to. So mm. I'll I'll refrain for Ooh. now. Ooh, I kind of, I kind of, yeah, okay, I, I have to refrain because I want to say a lot about the Rice challenge too. Uh. <laughs> so let's kind of move into, oh, as we had mentioned, you know, the blue team wins. Yay, Rick, who's really good at throwing. Uh, good for him. They get a lovely reward. And you want to know what? I, I liked this because I'm pretty sure this is the first reward Lauren and Wardog have ever won, right? Uh, I think you're right, yeah. So that's really, really big. I was very disappointed in Wardog and in Devons during this reward. That they weren't plotting? Yeah. I mean, when you go out and you're a foursome, we're down to eight right now, right? So there's four of you away and there's four of them back at camp. You know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that everybody back at camp is plotting and scheming. That's just what's yeah. going to happen. They're at least bonding over commiserating that they lost as a little team. And now they're going to get to plotting and scheming. You have to solidify yourself with those three other people that you go on the reward with. That's the bonding time. That's what you've got to do. Even if it's fake, you have to outwardly do that. And we see it bites him in the butt because the girls strategize by themselves. Mm-hmm. Big, big loss opportunity, I thought. Very big loss opportunity. And surprised at all that they didn't feel nervous that Ron was back at camp when those three come out from the get-go and say, hey, look at us. We're all the biggest threats. We need to work together. And again, you know, Ron being back in the middle because now he's in between two alliances of working with, you know, Devons and Wardog, but then right. also working with originally like Gavin, sure. Julie, and Victoria. I think the only thing I would say to that is 
Devins and War Dog thought their bond with Cardigan Ron was good. And maybe that's why they weren't worried about it. Maybe they really thought it was solid, the three of them. Because the logic is pretty sound. The three of them have made big moves. They're pretty much on par with each other as far as that goes. Equally hated, shall we say, by the jury mm-hmm. members. And it would, it's smart and logical what they're talking about sticking with each other. So maybe they just thought it was really solid. They could have thought that it was very solid. But I also think that that's just a flaw in War Dog's game and thinking, oh, yeah, it's okay. I can just win them over later or I can just win them over. I feel like that has been his strategy sure. the, fa- the past few episodes. I'm just going to win them over. Let me get a quick shout out because we've had a number of people in the chat. I just saw Rebecca ask, War Dog's real name is Dan. Oh. But oh. don't say Dan because <laughs> no one's going to know who you're talking about. His real name who's, is Dan. Who's Dan? Who is Dan? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, even Ron's not just Ron. He'll forever Cardigan be. Ron. Cardigan Ron. It's not even a cardigan. Doesn't matter. My gosh. I wasn't here when you guys named that. Was I? I don't think so. Because you named it during watching the episode. And I wasn't watching. I think you guys. we named Cardigan Ron episode one. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, shout out to uh, Kelsum90 Fantasy. Tim has Aurora. Mike has Victoria. And I have Gavin, Lauren, Ron, Julie. You have everybody? Thank you so much. Chelsea, everybody, our fans, everybody watching, you guys rock. You keep much better track of this. To be fair, <laughs> Tim is the one who keeps track of it on his phone. And, uh, He's got you know, the technology just isn't there yet for us to share things phone to phone. So someday maybe we'll have access to it as well. Mm-hmm. Total lies. And uh, speaking of Tim being on Edge of Extinction, let's go over to Edge of Extinction where yeah. it meets the, hold on, hold on, where it meets oh. the newest member. But you want to know what? AfterBuzz also gets a lot of new shows, and I think you should tell our audience wow. a little bit more about that. Veronica just really threw a cooler at me because I'm about to launch into some people on Edge of Extinction <laughs> Island, okay? Because I was about to go off right now, and I can't go off at all, you guys, because we love you. Of course, everybody watching us, you guys are our extended panel. You are the best. Everybody hanging out with us in the chat. Chels for remembering our fantasy. Sheena, Eric, Nathan, Bria, Rebecca. We see you guys week after week. Thank you so much. But of course, you aren't on Edge of Extinction Island. You have access to the entire island, all the tribes. We here at AfterBuzz, you know we do shows across all different genres, all different shows. Everything that you guys want to watch, we do after shows for. So, need some help. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and give us a big thumbs up. I know a bunch of you guys already have. Thank you so much, Eric. Give us a big thumbs up. Subscribe to all the different AfterBuzz YouTube channels so you keep up to date with all the shows we have going out. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or any of your podcasting services, give us a big five stars. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review and let us know that you did so so we can give you a shout out like we do every single week. You guys allow us to have the most fun jobs in the world of being the ESPN of TV talk. And thank you so much. I really love that you guys just enjoy me. Enjoy watching us argue. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we enjoy watching me be right and Veronica trying to prove a point. I always prove my point. Anyway, go off. Oh my gosh! I really, really, really dislike Reem. I, I, I Reem, Reem is going to go down in Survivor history as being the person with the most camera time, having been voted off day one. So episode one, sorry, day three. Okay, she is still. I mean, I guess good on her if you're her, like just fighting to have some kind of camera time or some type of relevance, but. I was screaming at the TV, are you serious? 
Kelly ruined your survivor experience. Thank you. If you didn't know, guys, if you're just tuning in and this is your first time ever watching Survivor, the game is voting people off. That's the entire game is to try to survive, right? Is to try to vote other people <laughs> off. Reem's survivor experience was ruined oh. by Reem. She did a bad job in the first couple days solidifying any kind of alliance. She messed with people with their clothes on the beach. She sealed her own fate. Sometimes the first people voted off don't do that. In this case, I think she did. It's not Kelly's fault. Take some ownership. I don't know what she was trying to do with this little rant. It she Reem, re, I agree with you, Mike. Reem really bothered me with Kelly's whole um kind of screen time on Edge of Extinction. I didn't get where she was coming from. Like, yes, how does Kelly ruin your survivor experience when, you know, she was prob- she was just protecting her own skin trying to stay in the game and you were tr- and she- Reem is obviously trying to protect her skin. It just didn't work out for Reem. And I don't get why. And again, this is all perception and they talk about perception at Tribal which we will get into. But from what it comes across to the audience, I just feel like every time we get a glimpse of Reem, she's so bitter at everyone yeah. who comes to Edge of Extinction. It's like, like let them... But, this, but here's the point. Yeah. Here's something that I understood. They're coming to Edge of Extinction. They're mad. They feel betrayed. They feel angry. They need to process. She does do a very good job of expressing that, yes, Kelly does need to process and it's okay and she can let it out or it's going to bottle up inside. That I approved of. But the whole, you ruining my game, I don't Uh, get it. Look, perception, reality, the facts are the facts. You're not owed anything in life, really, but definitely not on Survivor. You got through the casting process. You're on the island. From there on out, it's you. You need to take responsibility for the actions that you took. If you piss people off and you get voted off, you did it. Like, nobody there has an agenda against anybody else except potentially returning players not like returning players or new players specifically targeting returning players other than that you know they don't know each other before this there's no secret vendetta like oh kelly i'm I'm gonna ruin that woman's survivor experience what are you talking about you're on the island do it do survivor Mm -hmm. make your destiny She just did a bad job, and she remains bitter about it, which, by the way, is triply, quadruply, septillion, whatever you want to say, annoying, because barely anybody else in the history of Survivor has had a chance to stay in the game. For as long as she has. How many days in are they right now? 29. Okay, 29. What... She's still in it. As I said last week, Reem could still win Survivor, which is ridiculous to think, right? I, 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 like, don't want it to happen, but at the same time, that would be, like, the biggest Survivor blindside ever that I would just kind of... If Reem wins Survivor, like, I I don't even know. Like, come on! I would kind of be entertained by the idea, but I don't want it to happen. She's going to come back, and everybody else who's actually on the island is going to be like, who are you? Like they, She's a complete wild card. All they know is that she pops off on people. Mm-hmm. And now, let me pose this question to you, since we've gone so deep into uh, this subject. If she gets back on... Let's just say everybody on Edge of Extinction Island ends up actually being the jury. And it's some crazy, like, 15-person jury. Oh, she's screwed. You think so? Or or do people respect her for battling back? Or has she been just so negative 
to everybody on the island, it was she an instant, like, there's no way you got a shot. I feel like she, I feel like she wouldn't have a chance because granted, we don't see a whole lot of Edge of Extinction. We see, you know, typically the person who got voted out, we see their whole little package and whatnot and how they're coping with it. We don't see how people, their day to day because it's probably nothing. It's boring. But I don't know. I feel like maybe Reem isn't making the kind of connections, the close bonds at Edge of Extinction that would get her jury vote, jury votes. Right. You know, she still has a huge vendetta and probably isn't chummy with Eric. Right. So big chip on her shoulder. Big chip on her shoulder, and big chip on her shoulder to every, like I said, everyone who walks onto that beach after they get eliminated. So I think she. Say, for example, she did get back in the game. I don't think she would get many jury votes because yes, we can respect her for sticking with it. For as long as she has been on that island. But at the end of the day, I don't think she, depending on what day they get back in the game, she might have not had to have, you know, done much in the actual game. And she might not have the relationships to work. What it like? Okay, the last battle back from Edge of Extinction was a very physical challenge. What if Reem is just nuts at puzzles? And at, you know, physical exertion, like, um, endurance. And what if she gets back and she's just crazy winning challenges, like, left and right? I, I mean, Chelsea, Chelsea I really said that they were going to boycott if she won. But it would be an amazing <laughs> thing to watch if this woman gets back in the game and just dominates every, like, okay, you have to hold up a thousand pounds and she just, boom, got it on her back and just saw it. It would be amazing if I she would, just dominates. I would love to hate it. Yes. Like, I would not be would for hate, it, but I would it. love that it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, I do kind of, this kind of skipping forward ahead, but it still relates to Edric Station. This is the last thing I want to say about yeah. it. Uh, obviously, we know who goes home tonight. It was War Dog. Um, and of course, he chooses to go to Edge of Extinction. And the minute he gets there, all you do is hear uh, Reem saying something like, oh, you're going to get it tomorrow or you wait tomorrow. And I literally wrote down in all caps and big letters, why is Reem so bitter? <laughs> She's, uh, yeah. Because I don't get it. I don't. There's no appreciation. And then we can move on because we've talked about Reem way too much in our own episode here. There's no appreciation for the fact that she still has a shot. That, you know, hundreds, literally, of people in the past get voted off have have no chance. Mm -hmm. No chance. Not only that, but if you're voted off anywhere near where she's voted off, you're not on the jury. You're not on every episode. You're just gone. We forget you. You're gone. So if I was her, I would be the happiest person you've ever seen on Survivor because you still got a shot and you were voted off first. Mm -hmm. I... You know know, it's real if Veronica and I agree on it. You know it's true. This is very rare, and I don't know how I feel about it. Moving on so we can disagree some more. (laughs) Um, Again, you know, all about perception. Let us know how you feel about Reem in the chat, in the comments, on iTunes. Oh, they don't like her. (laughs) (laughs) We don't see it in the chat. There you go. All about perception. So let's move on to kind of the reward challenge, the win. They go off. As we had already kind of mentioned, uh, Devin's and war dog missed their opportunity to scheme but an unlikely pair of lauren and julie coming together which i really liked because you know with war dog flipping and kelly gone lauren is could be seen as being on the bottom because she is has nowhere to go being left out of that uh 
threesome. That's right. So I really liked that Julie took the initiative to be like, hey, Lauren, you know, they're never going to say the name of us girls going along with them. We should figure out what to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not ABC always be closing on Survivor. It's ABA always be aligning. So they absolutely have to take that opportunity. Good on Julie. Step it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I I really liked that. But what did you think about... Okay, so there were two names constantly being thrown out this episode. It was War Dog and Devin. Yep. Say, for example, Devin's hadn't won immunity, which again, we'll get to. What do you think would have been the right option? Because I was going back and forth in my head because they all were presenting good arguments. Okay. Let's... There's a distinction here. Who I want to stay is Devin's. Because I really like him as a player. I think he's doing an amazing job. I think they should vote him off. He's very strong. He's very smart. He's not the top challenge beast, but he's performing very well at challenges. Obviously, he wins tonight. He's performing very, very well. And he got back from Edge of Extinction. That's a dangerous person to go to the end with. I think he's probably the smart choice. To get rid of? Yeah, but I mean, I love him. I don't want him to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, to be perfectly honest, had Devins and or War Dog, either of them gone home tonight, I would have been okay. I would have thought that that was a smart decision regardless because, as you're saying, Devins has an incredible story. He came back from extinction. He's winning challenges. He's very smart. He presents good arguments. So he should go home because he's a threat. War Dog, at the same time, is really good at bringing alliances together, or should I say voting blocks, together to get people out. And so before anyone else gets manipulated by him, it would also be great to get him out. So if either of them were to go home tonight, I would have understood. But like you, Mike, I'm like, I prefer Devin's personality more over War Dog. So I would like to see him stick around more I longer. Think, I think Devin's would have a better case, at least right now, I think Devin's has a better case at the end than War Dog. Based on what he's done and what he's bringing together. Because remember, Devin's at Tribal Council has created some crazy chaos out of almost nothing. And he just kind of, I love the way he does it too, because he's always in the back row for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of casually says something. And then people get all angry. He's, oh no, but I'm just saying casual. Like, this is what it is. I'm going to do it. And remember, he turned it all around on Julia. That tribal, I mean, he is a really, really good talker. I think he's got the best resume between the two of them, at least. Between the two of them. So while they're getting muddy, having fun. Bromantic. Bro, getting their bromance on at the reward challenge, we go back to camp where, you know, Ron, again, because he's in the middle of two alliances, gets the chance to figure out if he wants to work with this alliance of Gavin, Aurora, and Victoria. And... I, I I like this group of people. I wouldn't mind if you worked with them. Um, but then we get to the rice debacle. Which, why does it always come back to rice? Because they're starving. <laughs> because they're starving. That's true. Right. This is another classic survivor faux pas. There's literally no reason to argue about any of this crap. You just got to let it go. There's mm-hmm. no reason to get into it. Because we see, obviously, everybody knows this is between Aurora and Ron. We see moments later Aurora talking about working with him. But there's bad blood from something as dumb as how much rice are we going to have. So 
it's again a strategy you have to have going into playing Survivor that you're not going to let this little petty stuff bother you. You just got to roll with it. It's not important, but it sparks a huge problem. Two things. The first thing that struck me about this specific incident was, again, perception. They consistently say, like, Aurora is so annoying. We can't trust her. Blah, 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 blah. And and I'm watching it as a viewer, and I'm like, she's fine. It really brings me back to Elizabeth from last season, where the same thing was said about her. She's annoying. She can't be trusted. All the stuff. And I was like, but Elizabeth seems fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess maybe we're not seeing it in the edit. For sure. But I, I, I look at Aurora, and I'm like... You know, she obviously has found herself on the bottom, and she's a little bit more outspoken, and that I can acknowledge, but I don't think she's... I can't say she's just as bad as everyone's making her out to be, because that's not how it comes across to me Mm -hmm. as a viewer. Sure. So, that's the one thing. Uh, The second thing was, Ron is not necessarily my favorite, but I do like... But I do commend him, because, you know, when... He, whenever you get the chance to be in that middle position and have that power, it's great. I also always think back to like uh, Blood versus Water when Jacqueline and I think it was John, her partner, or mm-hmm. her husband, or whatever, had were constantly in the middle. It's such a great position to be in because for some reason people keep putting you in that position. You're never going to get voted out, which is great. Uh, so I like the fact that he has the power, but I was very worried of this little outburst of like, dude, are you blowing up your game over something as silly as rice? Because are you getting a little too arrogant? I mean, I think it was a bad look from both of them. Being in the middle like that is a cool place to be until it's time to talk about your resume. Because just being shifted around by different groups and used as a swing boat is not a good resume builder. It's not a good argument at the end for winning. I disagree. Why? That doesn't show that you're making actual moves. You're just being used. But you kind of are. You're making the deciding factor of, like, who gets control in the game, but yet no one decides to go against you and get you out. But not if you're constantly in the middle. If you're constantly in the middle, that means nobody actually wanted to align with you, and they're just using you out of convenience. In fact, I don't know— But you're still making that big deciding vote. So I don't know off the the top of my head, but— has anybody who truly had that strong of a middle position made it to the end? Yes. I'm pretty sure Jacqueline made it to the end in Blood versus Water. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you because I can't remember. But did she win? No. Okay. Then I'm right. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, not necessarily. I, I, I think it, the end. If it was me, I think I have a harder time arguing that I should win if I've just constantly been ping-ponged around. You could... Look, you're, okay. you're see- I, I get what you're saying. It's okay. two different arguments. Like, you're seeing it as, oh, you're just being used and being thrown around to different alliances. I'm seeing it as people are giving you the option to be in this powerful position where, at the end of the day, you're the one deciding the course of this game and where you want to go and what's best for your game. And everyone, time after time after time, is giving you that power. I get it. Now, I, I totally get what you're saying. I just think you really have to watch, like we've been saying, perception of... You actually being in control. That's that's the argument that you really have to make. You can't just be floating and have people be like, hey, we're going to vote for this person. And the other side say, hey, we're going to vote for this person. Mm-hmm. You have to really make it that you're the one deciding. In fact, maybe you're going to the other to whatever side you trust most and say, no, we're going to vote for that person. And I'll join you. I don't know. Okay. 
Let's kind of bring it right back to Ron, though. Were you nervous at all? Did you think that because he was so irritated with Aurora, and again, the plan for the longest time has always been Aurora, but things, you know, in Survivor get switched up. Did you think he wanted to go Aurora just because he was so fed up with her? I absolutely got nervous. I got nervous, you know, I don't particularly like either of them, as they're not my favorite players, but I got nervous for both of them, and especially right after he gave her back the advantage. You know, I thought that was such a nice moment and such a thing to really solidify that I was surprised that they let this Rice nonsense pop it off. So I was definitely... I get nervous, like I guess as nervous as you can, because I just thought, wow, bad move, man. They had something fairly strong, and why dent it? Oh, see, I didn't necessarily think he was giving her back the advantage to kind of uh, make peace with the argument they had. I thought he was giving it back to get a favor with her. Like if she's voted out, like, well, oh, you can vote for me because you gave me an advantage. I didn't take it. I gave it back to you but because c- I trust you. Correct me if I'm wrong. He, at least in the edit, he gave it back before the rice incident. So mm-hmm. that's why I was nervous or or maybe a little bit shocked because they had this really nice moment. Maybe he's being duplicitous. We saw him say that kind of stuff. You know, maybe I'll just vote her out right away. But at least the initial, you know, some stuff you just got to take on face value, right? So yeah. at least the initial act of him being willing to give it back, that counts for something. And then for that to be seemingly diminished to me by the Rice incident was, yeah, I thought it was silly. It's very silly. Let's go into immunity. So, yay! Devin's wins. I was so happy. I was so happy. I was I was I was happy. But at the same time, I was really worried because not because Wardog would get the chance to go home, but because I was like if they don't send Wardog home, I would be disappointed in this vote. Mm. Because it I, I I just mentioned I felt like it between him and Devin's it's the obvious choice that it has to be one of those two. Also, this star puzzle, I was getting mad just looking at it. I would not want to do <laughs> that it. That looked frustrating. Yeah, looked... it looked pretty tough because you also are dealing with elevation, right? You're dealing with height and it's slanted angles. That's rough. I I would not want to do it. So good on uh, Rick for winning. So good on him. Yeah. And then let's go into kind of our post immunity where, you know, War Dog. Wardog knows now that Devins has immunity. It's going to be him. So he's trying to rally Ron, Julie, and Lauren, which I found very surprising that he was very quick to think Lauren would still have his back after blindsiding Kelly. Well, but he was um, he was also obviously going with Devins too. And yeah, I was surprised as well. I mean, you he had to lose a ton of credibility, just like what we were saying before. They pushed that agenda so hard that the three of them stayed so strong the fact that he broke that i mean i don't know that he's got a shot back with her i wouldn't think so and but he assumes because that's the alliance he's trying to form to get out aurora and you know like i had just mentioned it was kind of um it did make me nervous that maybe ron would change his vote to aurora because he also kind of threw threw out the idea of like oh if wardog goes home and then if Devins goes home, I'm next on the chopping block. Sure. So I was nervous that he would want to keep Wardog as a shield. But again, if this brings up that theory for me of like, Aurora is still a shield. You just don't see her as one because what? She's not a strategic threat or something? I don't know what. I mean, I just think that he sees Wardog and Devins as more of a threat. 
But I I thought the way they set up this episode, I thought that the three guys were going to stick together. I really did. I thought that was the the logic was sound. It made a lot of sense. They seem to be fairly logical players, especially War Dog and Devins. Um, Ron, I'm just not a big fan of Ron, but I thought that alliance made sense, and I thought they were going to stick through it. I was surprised. It did. The alliance did make sense because they acknowledged that they're probably the three strongest players that have made the most moves. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. It's also kind of a matter of like who could they have brought in to to who are the other two people who they could have brought in that they could use and they would accept it? I mean, maybe we didn't see it, but I think Wardog could have made a more impassioned plea to Lauren. There's definitely something to be said for, look, I know you guys were tight. I just thought we had absolutely no chance to win against her and she was going to gain steam and I was really worried about her turning on you and I. You and I. And you were my real, you know, alliance because we kind of always had to get the OG people out. So I think he could have made a more impassioned plea. I think Julie is still a big free agent just in general. Um, And maybe he could have, I don't know, do you did you think he was going to try to reach out to Gavin to try to mend that relationship after what happened in the beginning? War dog? Yeah. No. You you thought it, that was going to be totally dead for, right off the bat? I think so. I think I think he probably saw it as like I don't need Gavin. He didn't need Gavin last vote. You need every you need everybody every you vote. You do, but so, you do, but he doesn't he's not thinking that way. Completely. I think he could have had a shot and maybe he did try and we didn't see it, but I think it would have been worth trying. Maybe. Obviously, since he got voted off, it would have been <laughs> worth trying. Anything would have been worth trying. And as we go into Tribal, did you think that it was definitely, like, I know we have all talked about it on the show about how sometimes you can go into a Tribal feeling it's very obvious the way that the vote is going to be. Did This episode did feel like a seemingly easy vote. It did. Did you think, were you not surprised by the turnout? Not surprised. Okay. No. Neither was I. <laughs> Neither was I. And like I said, I was fine with it. I'm not devastated. I think it was the right move. I've War Dog has been my MVP for like an episode because I thought he made really great moves, but overall I I can't say he was ever my favorite player. Yeah. But good on them for getting out a good uh, a strong threat in the game. Yeah. I must say. And then of course he decides to go and go to Edge of Extinction and I'm wait I don't know about you, but I am waiting for that day where someone decides to go home and not take that torch. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but I'm waiting for that day just because, uh, like, it's it's also very predictable of, like, everyone who gets, and I know you're going to say, yeah, well, why wouldn't you? It's the survivor dream, but... Oh, you. Oh, sorry. I You know, you said that, and I thought to actual on the island of them raising the mast up. You're saying you're excited for someone to not even go to yeah. the island. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if you just guys just want, everybody wants to hear me rant more, I guess... I would be shocked. I'd be shocked. Even Keith went for would, like a day. I would be shocked. And that's why I wanted to have it. Because right now, it's. I feel like there are some aspects of the season that are starting to become slightly predictable. Edge of Extinction Island has really, really, um, what's the right word? Really, I think, upset and splintered the fan base. I haven't talked to anybody who likes the concept. I don't think in general people like this massive giant jury 
just for the fact that we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe if we knew a little bit better how exactly this was going to be outlined, when they were going to have little competitions, how many people were going to come back, what the jury, you know, surprises and stuff are fun, twists and changes to the game are fun, but we usually know what's going on. This seems very, excuse me, this seems very, you know, flying by the seat of their pants, like, well, I guess everybody's the jury now and they'll just keep coming back and... It just doesn't seem as structured as I think everybody has come to know and love from Survivor. And I want to know when it's going to be resolved. Mm -hmm. Eric and Nathan in the chat are saying, Veronica, that won't happen. But uh, Rebecca says she would like for that to see, she would like to see that happen too. And I agree. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but I would like for there to be some kind of switch up at some point. Or at least, like, you know, let us know, like you're saying, Mike, what's going on with Edge of Extinction because we got. The one challenge, now how long, we're, there's seven people left in the game. There are now more people on Edge of Extinction than in the actual game. That's correct? Yes. Is there? Because there, it was eight and eight, now it's nine and seven. It was eight and eight. It was 16, yeah, 9 and 7. Yeah, I guess, and I'm also disappointed. Thank you for doing math quickly. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I'm also disappointed that my prediction didn't come true and there wasn't some giant 8-on-8 eight eight battle because I really thought, you know, they could really resurrect this whole thing if they have all eight of the people on Extinction come back and do some massive tribe versus tribe. It would also be a very interesting way to bond the people that haven't been voted off yet if they all have to kind of work together. I was disappointed in that. I think that would have been really fun. It would have been fun. It would have been a good twist, and I was all for you on that idea. But, alas, it did not happen. But, you know what? We can try and think of some things that might happen, even though they might not come true. Let's get into some... Actually, no! Sorry! My bad! I'm jumping ahead here because I'm very excited. Mm. We are going to go into our special MVP segment where we decide who was the best this episode. Ah. Mike, you can do the honors as this is only my vote. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ron Cardigan. <laughs> I love my little cardigan drawing. It's so cute. Ron Cardigan. Uh, why'd you vote for Ron? I Again, going back to the idea of like, hey, good for him for being put in the position to kind of decide where he wants to go in the game. Uh... That and also no one else kind of stuck out to me this episode. I didn't get a chance to write mine, but I would have wrote Devin's. I just think he's doing a great job. I'm really proud of him. He came back from Extinction. That's really, really big. Battled back. He's winning immunities. Um, I think his social game is doing really, really well. And he's being very flexible and adaptable what's going on. I like him. I like him, too. And I'm glad you're starting to like him because, yeah, you, you're like, I like I did nerds. At the, at the beginning, I, like I, I love the nerds, but at the beginning, I thought Devin's was, uh, I don't know, a little bit goofy. I, it just, he didn't capture me right off the bat. What do we got here from the chat? Eric says, Aurora, Ron, Devin's, Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Really? Guys, why See, Gavin? Why did Gavin I, do Ga- this episode? Gavin came through my mind, but I was like, no, I don't think he but did for anything. What? He, I the only the thing that I can say about Gavin is that he was the first person to say War Dog has to go and he was very smart in not trying to rock the boat when everyone wanted to get out Devons before Devons was safe and but then he was able to once Devons got safety he was able to board out War Dog that's what I would assume let me know if I'm on the right page with that guys uh, I don't that's know what I, was I just thinking. Gavin isn't doing it for me I don't know I'm just not impressed 
Well, hopefully he gets more impressive. <laughs> that was not a jinx. Let's go into some quick predictions for next week. Your after buzz sure. the predictions. All right, next week does look kind of juicy, I must say, because Ron gives Rick the expired advantage menu. Oh my gosh. Wait, which, sorry. Which has like, yeah. I just heard nothing of what you just said. Jasmine in the chat has an amazing prediction. I love this. Jasmine says, I would love if only the Edge of Extinction people got the family visit and not oh! the regular players. <laughs> that would be oh, amazing. Oh, that would be so awesome. And they have to see, like, everybody else who's not voted out has to see the family visit happen. Like, oh my <laughs> it's just gosh. like torture. I love it. I love it, Jasmine. I like that I'm idea. I'm so sorry. What did you say? No, I like that idea. I don't forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> he gave he gives uh, Devin's the expired advantage oh, menu. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. That's that dirty. Pl- I love it. I am. Oh, oh man. Because if you so have, good, because if you recall, he has the option to steal reward, get the extra vote or get an individual. immunity. Oh, it looks amazing, but it's expired eons ago, right? Yeah. It expired so long ago. I love this play. That's why I did not vote for him this episode, because it's probably going to be next episode. I mm-hmm. love this sneaky Yao Man style. I love fake immunity idols. I love that stuff. I love Yao Man. Yao Man is amazing. He is wonderful. Dreams sucks. Yes. <laughs> You're right. No, he did. Like, Come on, man. Do not do that. Don't do that to Yao Man. But- Whatever. I am so excited because it's like I can just see that crumbling. Like Devin's will go from an all high of like, Haha, I'm excited to an ultimate low when Jeff says this is not and you are not immune or whatever. Jeff, I mean, would say. As, yeah, as much as I love Devin's, yeah, well, you have to choose immunity. I would just love. I love seeing the fake idols and stuff actually play out. So as much as I would hate it for Devin's because he's my guy right now, That's I'd true. love to see it happen. That's true. The party receiving this Devons we like so that would kind of suck but yeah. I love I love, I love that we're switching so it up and getting so a little good. dirty and I absolutely love it and then of course it's the family visit I uh tears there's going to be tears. tears I never cry I never cry on the family visit <laughs> What? Why do you laugh? I don't know. You just I made yourself you sound. You just made yourself sound so cold right there because you didn't say family visits. You were like, I never cry. <laughs> just like in life. No, the family visit to me is always. It's always silly to me, but of course, I've never been there. I've never been starving and all this other kind of stuff that they're going through, but they act like they haven't seen their family in like 10 years, mm-hmm. when in reality, it's been like 20 days or so. Um, I'm always surprised by the overreaction. I also always get excited to see who shows up. Is it your husband? Is it your wife? Is it your high school gym teacher? Like, how close do you have people in your life? It's true, and it's it's always uh, very telling, and it sometimes makes it very cute. I always remember back. I always remember to last season too, where Christian's girlfriend came out, and he just became uh, like he was already America's sweetheart. He got raised like ten notches yeah, because awesome. of that. It was fantastic. So we're gonna see some juicy betrayals next week. Hopefully, we're gonna see some family visits. But until then, Mike, where can the where can our tribe mates find you on the internet? Guys, my tribe, all you watching right here, one last quick shout out, Veronica. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Your boy Eric in the chat. Hashtag bring back the Survivor Auction. I yes! would be down for that. Guys, I'm Mike Thielen. You can find me everywhere at Mike Thielen. Hi, Veronica Blancy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore Oh my gosh. What's your name? 
I, it's me, Veronica. You got too excited about the Survivor Auction. Survivor Auction, guys. Come on, let's get oh, it. Oh, it's me, Veronica underscore V. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to our Survivor After Show. We love you. We appreciate you. And be sure to tune in next week. See y'all. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.